I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah! Oh, sorry. That was the surprise that was just initiated. We are the show for the multi-passionates and people with a lot of curiosity and interest here to make your day and life so much better. So much better. Oh my gosh. Did you know that uh, Black Adam is out in the theaters already? Yeah. Uh, that kind of snuck up on us. I have a really cool perspective on busyness versus enjoying life and contentment, new music and some other fun stuff. And we'll also be chatting about bats. So uh, what brings you here? I'm here to see some of the wildlife in Gotham City. Wow. Like what? Like bats. Who sent you? No, nobody. Really, I, I just loved your story, and I, I, I like bats. Let's rock it. Yeah, I like bats too. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. I'm the Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. I like I like 1980s Kim Basinger. <laughs> Whatever happened to her? Speaking of that, I think she's still around. I think she's still alive. I think she's, she's just, alive. You know, I just don't hear about just her. Some anymore. old person. And, well, she kind of was big in the 80s and 90s, and then that was it. And then she disappeared she out was, of the movie scene. Yeah, she was huge for a while, kind of like yeah. Daryl Hannah. You know how she went through this yeah. huge phase and then just kind of faded away. And that's okay. Cause yeah. I, I think, you know, if I were like, if I were ever famous and, and I hope I never am, uh, but if I had been really famous, I would also want to just kind of fade out of the zeitgeist and kind of just be one of those guys where you know, like, kind of like Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, he kind of, he showed up in uh, in an episode of, of Community. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that's Steve Goodberg. I've seen him forever. How, what's yeah. he been up to? You know, he had his huge heyday in the yeah. 80s and or like, then he just kind of faded out. Michael Bean when he came into The Mandalorian and it's like, yeah. we hadn't seen him since, you know, Terminator or something like that. Yeah. I guess it was Tombstone because that would have been his latest. But he kind of disappeared after that. Same kind of right. thing. That's how I, I would not want to be famous all my life. I, no, I, that's be the way I want to do it. That's Paul yeah. McCartney, man. That's yeah, some of the or things Mick Jagger or... Well, some of the things that Paul McCartney says these days, it's like, he's exhausted. <laughs> it's kind of like, just please leave me alone. <laughs> I get it. I imagine. Dude, I so, imagine. so I love bats. And are we actually going to be talking and learning about bats today? Is that is that actually going to happen? Yeah, you know, and uh, instead of an origin today, we're just going to learn about bats well, it's since still, it's October. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. It's kind of Halloween-y and... <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we were talking about pets the other day and, and somebody was asking me, you know, are you going to get, you know, another dog since we're, you know, it's been a year, a little yeah, over a year yeah. now. And, and of course, you know, Miss Light's like, not right now. And so it's like, well, maybe not a dog. And so I was trying to think of exotic pets. So, of course, I was thinking of a parrot. I'm like, well, they're like, you know, they live to be 140 years old, some of them. And apparently it's, it's literally like handling a two-year-old that challenges you day in and day out for the rest of your natural life. <laughs> And I thought, <laughs> nope. So then I'm like, what about a monkey? Because everybody needs a monkey, you know? No. And then I thought, no. well, when it's flinging its, its poop in, into your ice cream, then we don't want that. Uh, <laughs> how about a dolphin? I'm like, well, I don't have access to salt water, so that's out. Um, but now I'm thinking a bat. 
or or a couple of bats. I could have like a gaggle of bats and they could be hanging from the the you know the cavernous studio. I mean, really, we've got a huge yeah. studio here. You got plenty of room for bats. They could be oh, like wait, you know, wait. At this and it's almost too light in your studio, to be honest. Uh that's a good bat noise, dude. Did you like that? Oh, I loved it. I can't believe I actually got that. That was awesome. Dude, I love bats. And especially when you hear them flying over you and you hear their sonar and they're like, it's like, I can't even, how do they do that? It's, it's like, like a, a, it's like a kind of a, like a, like a really fast, rapid ticking noise. Yeah. It's a weird, I yeah. can't even really replicate it, but we had that where bats would fly over, you know, we'd be out in the woods and stuff like that. And you'd hear them, you'd hear their sonars going above you. And it's just like, oh, that's so cool. And then it'd be like, don't let them get into your hair because then they'll never get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll drop bat guano in your hair and you'll die from disease. And we're going to learn about bats today. But first of all, <laughs> Captain Influence, let's learn about Black Adam because I didn't know. A f- yeah. Well, I think it was supposed to be in the theater in 21. And then you know how that things happen. And then it is forget all about it because it's kind of like who is. Who, I mean, does anyone even go into the theaters anymore? There's a few. Yes. Heck yeah. No, theaters are way in again. Are they? Um, okay, good. Uh, yeah, good. they are. Oh, yeah. But but to that being said. My my movie buddy, my mother in law, and my and I went to see uh, "Don't Worry, Darling" last weekend. Okay, because she she wanted she wanted to, to to for me to go to a movie that she would prefer instead of a superhero movie. Like I I usually just kind of drag her along to the movies I like. Yeah, and so we kind of switched things around, and she dragged me to a movie that she wanted to see. And I had really no intention of seeing this movie, but as it turned out, I ended up liking it more than her. Oh wow! So, how funny. Yeah. But anyway, my point being, my point being is that we were the only two people in the theater. Mm. So maybe theaters aren't quite as um, bustling as you were saying. Maybe not as much as I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> either that. I'm not honestly, afraid to say I might be wrong. I had never heard of that movie though either. So maybe it just wasn't one of the more popular ones. Yet. That's. I think that's more like it. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I've just read articles recently uh, in the media that indicate that post COVID theaters are booming, like all sorts of things that were you know, social events before COVID are exploding again because people mm. are just, you know, they, they'd gone one or two years without doing anything like that. So now they're just going nuts. Sports events are insane. Oh yeah. They're out of control. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that being said, this is a movie that I do want to go see is black Adam. And for those of you who are not entirely sure who black Adam is, it's part of the, well, first of all, it's DC comics. So yeah, it is a superhero movie, except that he's an anti-hero. Just so you know, there's there's some who will say Black Adam is a supervillain and others who will say that Black Adam is an antihero. So we'll okay. see what this adaptation is actually going to be. But it is DC and it is part of the Shazam universe. So if you liked Shazam, which I loved it, this is something you're going to want to see. Of course, it's Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Amanda Waller is back. They're bringing in Dr. Okay. Fate, Hawkman, some of those. So I did not realize this uh, just because, you know, I, I, I wasn't reading comics back in the 40s. Um, I was kind of involved <laughs> with the war at the time. Black yeah, Adam, me too. Yeah, Black Adam was created in 1945. And he was, at least in the, the original comic, it was the first mortal granted the powers of Shazam. So I'm going to leave it at that. But oh, I just wanted that, to. That's why he shares a logo with Shazam. I was wondering. Yeah. So he was the first one granted. So I'm going to leave it at that only because too much background will give maybe part of the story away. And I want to be surprised. And two, who knows? They're going to change something with this. It's not going to be, you know, based on the original entirely. So I don't want right. to get disappointed or whatever. So I'm hopefully that gives at least enough of a background. It is DC. They're going to combine some stuff possibly <laughs> with the suicide squad. And of course, 
the first mortal granted the powers of Shazam. Hopefully we'll see some, you know, joining up with actual Shazam, I think in the next movie, um, cause Shazam two, I don't know when that comes out. That was supposed to be out this year too. And yeah, that's been pushed be back. So well, no, I, I'm just kind of hoping that, uh, peacemakers in black Adam, that'd be cool. I don't think he's making an appearance in this one, but it might, Shoot. all of this might come together soon, sooner than you think. I yeah. Like we'll is see. DC going to continue? Like, are they going to eventually culminate in a big DCU climax? Like, like with Endgame and Marvel or something like that? Are they going to do something like that or? Well, this is what's so weird with this because every time I keep reading stuff, it's like they keep changing things. So first of all, the flash yeah. movie was supposed to be out by now. Then that got pushed back and then they had issues with Ezra and yeah, I was going to say, is it because of Ezra? Uh, yeah. So now they're talking about pulling the movie and getting a new flash. I don't know. So th- this is all like, they're just not, who knows? Black Adam was supposed to have been out by now, but now it's finally going to, it's out today, but that's that. I mean, it's like, who knows? There's, there's so many things they keep changing and doing and I don't know. And are, are they combining <laughs> this or that? And you know, is, I don't know. We'll just keep reacting. It's okay. I feel like we have to because they're <laughs> yeah. not telling us literally it's I feel like actually DC is in reaction mode to be completely honest whereas like Mar well I don't know anymore but Marvel was always in like here's our plan here's phase two phase three phase four you know they have this beautiful plan already laid out some of it's been amazing some of it's been okay but I feel like DC just kind of is reacting to whatever happens and then they're throwing something out and it's either a hit or miss well I'm gonna go see it either way I'm excited have you ever heard of Mr. Harrigan's phone? It's a Netflix movie. Just came out. No, I have not. It's very fascinating. Donald Sutherland's in it. I was like, oh, I'm just going to check it out. It's interesting. Is Donald Sutherland's still alive. Yeah, apparently he is. Dude, that guy is ancient. <laughs> he's all right. He I think was he's old when we were kids. He's got to yeah. be at least 150 right now. Yeah, he's immortal. I'll, he's going to be like Tom Cruise. It's worth watching. It's very clever. It's a very interesting movie. And, and I like the concept of it. It, okay. It's fascinating. So just a little bit of a recommendation to go check that one out. And I'm finally, finally, because it is October, finally watching Secrets of Dumbledore. I just wanted to share oh, that. Good. Yes. And I'm really enjoying it so far. It actually got pretty bad ratings. Part of the reason oh. I held off was because, well, I'll get to it eventually. And yeah, I'll save it for October. Okay, cool. But I'm watching it. And I'm going, I'm enjoying it. Why is everybody giving it bad ratings? I don't know. I haven't finished it though. So maybe, maybe something happens that it's like, oh, come on. No, hey, if you like it, Brian, that means you win. Anytime you like something that they put out, no matter how much everyone else hates it, and if you enjoy it even a little bit, you've won. So when somebody tries to convince you to hate something because they hate it, which happens all the time, yeah, we should because resist people are trying that. to, yeah, of course, because people are people instinctively are trying to get you to feel the same way they do to justify their feelings about something and and to find common ground with you about that. So yeah. if you, if I, like if someone really, really hated episode seven, like me laying out reason after reason after reason, why this, this really stunk you win, you, you beat me if you still enjoy it, regardless of, of the negativity I throw at you yeah. about it. So, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. I like it when people give me recommendations. Yeah. Or, you know, if I have the opportunity to say, hey, you know, I, I just checked out Mr. Harrigan's phone go check it out. And right. I like to be able to give that kind of a recommendation and then you go and decide whether or not you like it. That's up to you. Exactly. But I get yes. to give that introduction. Essentially, I was doing this with Quantum Leap. I was reviewing each episode on the YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I got to thinking, you know, why am I doing this? 
I like to give, uh, okay, I checked out Quantum Leap and I enjoyed it and it was great and I had fun. I put it out there and, and there were a lot of people that said, hey, I enjoyed it too. I was surprised. It was fun. And then there were a lot of people out there that were like, no, it's terrible. You know, and they were trying to convince <laughs> me that it was terrible and that I should not like it too because they didn't like it. And I got to thinking, yeah. why are we having this exchange right now? I just shared, hey, I liked it. It's my opinion. You choose whether or not you like it, but check it out. Might be worth it to you. You may hate it. You may love it. We all like different things, but that's really all it is. I love giving recommendations. It's like the music too. It's like I give out rec recommendations on music. You choose to go listen to them and you either put it into your, your list, your music mix because you like it or you say, nope, not for me. And you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Fine. That's cool. There's this inherent compulsion that we have that we've all experienced to if somebody says, oh, I saw this or I read that. And, and if you've read it or saw it, you are compelled to give your opinion about it, even if it's very brief or very lengthy, depending yeah. on how strongly you feel about it. It's like this urge and we've all felt it. And sometimes some of us are like, eh, I don't want to say anything about it. But I don't have any problem with people sharing opinions, actually. I like that because I like to hear other perspectives. Maybe they have a perspective or an experience that I would have never thought of before. And or maybe they they saw something that I didn't and I go, oh, that's a really good point. You know, so I like that kind of stuff. What, what I don't like is when people are dogmatic about, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, change your mind or, you know, else kind of thing. Then it's like, okay, now we have a problem. Or they feel so strongly about something, whether for or against it, that they can't imagine why anyone would feel differently. Your attitude about that phenomenon is healthy. Like if somebody tells me, oh man, don't go see Black Adam because it, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. I'm actually admittedly more likely not to see it if I hear negative feedback about it. Sure. Even though there's a chance that I would go and see it. I'm like, wow, that was so good. Like, like threads before I heard everyone's opinion about it. I went and saw, I, I saw it separate from you guys and I loved it. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. It was very compelling. Yeah. But then if I had heard your opinions about it before I watched it, I might not have even bothered watching it. So I know. And that's something I've been thinking about lately too, because you know, that's a good example threads and even my reaction to she Hulk both were yeah. very, very, very negative. And I was very upset with she Hulk, especially in the first episode. And then also have just been kind of like, here's my, um, assessment of She-Hulk. Marvel took a dump on that show. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, like some people like it. And so yeah. it's like, who am I to say that them liking it is wrong? I, I mean, I can't right. like that's, they liked it. That's great. They win. I can give my opinion based on the fact that I didn't like it. And here's what I thought was wrong with it. And, but also true because I was talking with my friend Renee about this one too. And I appreciated this though, but we had some conversation about this and, and I was just saying, I did not like the way that they, and, and I've talked about this on the show. Already. So basically I didn't like the way that they bashed men in order to make women look better. Right. And I thought women need to be lifted up. We know that because women have been beaten down and they're, they're still being treated unfairly and disrespectfully. I mean, there, there, that is, I know that's happening in many cases. Yes. Yeah. That does and happen so, nowhere anywhere does it make any sense for someone to beat someone else up and to push someone else down. Okay. Case in point, Kenny in Cobra Kai. Okay. Yes. He was he became bullied. A bully. yeah, yeah. He was beaten up and bullied and then he joins Cobra Kai. And now all of a sudden he thinks he has the right to bully everyone else because was, well, I got it. So I get to dish out now. Um, well, specifically no he, he felt like he should be able to bully his ex bully. Exactly. 
But it's like, so, that's yeah. not how it works, dude. Like, I mean, yes, that's how it works, but that doesn't work. It won't end well. So, and I know, I know I'm just talking about the, the She-Hulk and all that, but what that's really, right. really upsets me is when people who have been pushed down feel the need to reach up and push the other people down in order to get up. That's just, it drives it's, me crazy. So, you know, one of the things yeah. I, I was going to mention this, the coaches out there, the advisors, the experts, they'll tell you, you need to stand for something. If you are middle of the road, no one's going to like you. No one's going to like your show because no one's going to have anything to agree with. And so when I say, Hey, here's my perspective on Mr. Harrigan's phone or secrets of Dumbledore. And you disagree with me and I go, that's okay. You know, I liked it. I win. You don't have to like it or, or I didn't like she Hulk, but you did. So you win. That's awesome. Right? I'm not really taking a stance per se. And they're saying that's wrong. But what I am taking a stance on is I hate bullying and I hate anything associated with it. And I hate it when people feel the need to push others down in order to lift themselves up. I am taking a stance on that and saying it's a hundred percent wrong regardless, justify it however you want, but you are still wrong. And there is no way that you're going to win or anyone else is going to win in a situation like that. And so I don't like it when they glamorize that and create a level of influence to people who are watching, especially young people who are easily impressionable to say, Oh, I should do that because it's okay in Marvel. So I'll do it. She Hulk did it. So I get to do it. And it's like, Ooh, what are we doing? That's what bothers me in cases like that. Yeah. Yeah, But beyond that, if, if there's not something that's like gets the hairs up on my neck kind of thing, like whatever you want to call it. If, if there's nothing like that, then it's like, it's entertainment, you know? You don't like it. I like it. I don't like it. You like it. Who cares? It's entertainment, right. man. Just have fun, you know, have a good time and, and enjoy. And it's really not an essential. Yeah. So when the experts say like for on podcasts, uh, like you were implying that, that you need to have a, have a strong stance one way or the other about a given issue, because that's what gets listens. You know, that's why the, that's why the mass meet, that's the, yeah. that's why the, the, the media problem we have in our society today is so, is so prevalent is because yeah. they, they take a far leaning stance one way or the other on a given issue. And because that's what gathers in their, their little tribe members and, and gets them more views, more clicks. Yeah. Because so all the experts are, are basing their advice on the model that is currently in existence. And we all know that who, those of us who are thinking clearly know that that extremism is never going, no one's going to win. What it's doing, Captain, is it's creating division. Oh, and yeah. they're doing it on purpose because it's like, well, if we create division, then we're creating two sides. And then we've got these people joining this side and we've got these people joining this side and they're angry, but they're loyal to each other. And we've got like, we've got loyalty now. And so we can sell papers and we can sell news and stuff like that. That's exactly what they want. And that's exactly what the experts are recommending you do. But the problem is, is that in the grand scheme of things, take a step back, look at the big picture, look at what's important. We're screwing our, our entire society up. We're causing civil war level of anger and frustration. And it's like, how is that good? How is that something that ever should be recommended? Like yeah, I'll take you, a stance on something, but not in the spirit of division. I, I take a stance on something in the, in the spirit of bringing people together and joining together, building community and building each other up together. That's what I'm taking my stance on. But anything that creates division bye. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> 
It's interesting, and it's a and it's a tale as old as time. I mean, it's it it's, it's nothing, it's nothing new. new. It's just different uh, new new methods of propagation. That's all it is. That's true. So it's humanity, yeah. unfortunately. But um, I, unfortunately, I mean, that's where I think the rest of us can <laughs> kind of stand up and say, you know, this and this is what I love. Like, and I don't know how many of you, by the way, who's listening right now, know this, but Captain and I, we don't agree on a lot of things, and it it comes down like you loved. Movies like Threads and stuff, and I hated it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. even on music, like we're we're a very opposite on a lot of music. We have a few select we songs cross over and, in, in some places. Yeah, but. yeah, but most of the time, it's it's not at all similar. And so we have a lot of differing opinions on a lot of things. Um, but what's amazing is how good of friends we are. And so I, I think that's something that there's an example right there of that. You can disagree about certain things. You know someone can love this and the other can hate this and you can still come together in community and still be friends and still absolutely live life together. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And so without that pressure that, for example, the media puts on us when, when we're looking to get our daily news, like what's happening in the world today, if the media did not behave in that type of way, the gross majority of human beings on this planet want to live in peace and harmony. It's true. Just do. It's true. We don't want to have a war. We don't want to fight the other side, quote unquote, yeah. because in so many ways, in so many cases, there is no other side. It's just this fabrication. The, the stupidest mm. thing about it, Brian, is that nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody, it's like nobody can do anything about it. And you know why? Why? Because of money. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> money. This isn't me saying, no, this it's isn't true. me being anti-money. I'm just saying yeah. that the, the game is the game. And, and yeah. it's because a few people stand to make a lot of money by dividing people. They will do it and no one's going to stop them. It's one thing I loved in The Secrets of Dumbledore. This is not really much of a spoiler, by the way. So if you haven't seen it. So they bring in Jacob, by the way, Jacob Kowalski. They bring him in and, and they go through this test. It, the test essentially was, is he going to put himself in harm's way in order to do the right thing? Or is he going to do what most people do, which is the bystander rule, you know, step back, just yeah. watch it all happen and not do anything about it. It's not your problem. Yeah. Yes. And of course he put himself in harm's way. He stepped up and they said, we need you. Well, why would you need me? I'm just an average person. Well, because you just chose to put yourself in harm's way in order to do the right thing. And most people won't do that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what a great it's example a right there, because that is the truth. So the question I always ask is, you know, you say no one can do anything about it. And it's like, you're right. And you're, and also, yes, we can do something about it because we can make a difference. We can show people the healthy option, the healthy alternative, a better perspective, you know, sure. and we may not change the game. We may not change the powers that are in control of everything because you're right. They have the most influence. They have the most money, but are we making a difference in one person's life, 10 people's life? You know, are we, True. are we doing something yeah. in the little world and influence around us? Or are we just sitting back and watching our Netflix and letting life pass us by and, you know, being the bystander that does nothing, that doesn't do the right thing? Right. Right. That's, a, that's everyone's challenge, by the way. I, I personally, that's one of my biggest challenges in life because I, I tend to be, personally, I tend to be a, an observer. I tend to just kind of watch life around me and, and try and stay as under the radar as I can. This show excluded. Not, I mean, uh, this is the only place I put myself out again in front of any, any strangers. But, uh, you know, I, I, I very much fly under the radar. Um, I'd like to think that if I saw something really uh, egregious happening in front of me, I, that I would do something about it. But I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. 
there aren't many cases in my life, if any, that 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 I've had an experience like that where I've had to put myself in that place. Yeah, I where think I've had the, to re- truly be tested like that. I think it's the make the choice now that you would, and then you know if and when it happens, then, then you'll just do it. Not maybe not though. You can make that choice, but if and when it happens, you know the the real life stressors. You know, you go into fight or flight. Your brain goes into fight or flight That's mode. True. You might choose flight instead of fight if it's easier for you. And, you know, it, it's, it's just the mind's an interesting thing. The, the human yeah. ma- mind is such a complex and interesting thing and how it reacts to different stressors and, and whatnot. It's just we all would like to think we would do the right thing in a given cir- situation, but we can't be sure until we're in that situation. Although that's where training comes in, you know, so you'll, you'll see that with police or military and all that. They very, train so very that true in the moment when the mind starts to take over and you're not sure how you're going to react, your training kicks in and you've made that decision already that this is how I'm going to react regardless of where my brain goes. I'm doing this this way. And that's so a great example. That's yes, an option for, to, we, I mean, we all have that choice to do it in some way or another. I mean, not right. necessarily, you know, military level of training or anything, but I'm, you know, anything. Of course. That's, that's being proactive versus reactive though. Like we talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, real quick. I want to mention this. And then that actually does kind of lead me into uh, uh, something I wanted to bring up manifest season four, by the way, manifest got canceled after season three, but Netflix picked it up. And so season four is airing November 4th. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wow. There was such a major cliffhanger at the end of season three and then they canceled it and you're like, no. So this is exciting. Anyway, just for those Good of you for who, them. who like manifest. So what I was going to say is this kind of brought, brought me into something. Um, I was, I was noticing this a lot lately. I mean, this is nothing new. I've talked about this before, but just continue to be blown away how busy people are. And I keep hearing it. And this is, this is not one person. This is multiple people that I see. You know, it's the badge of honor. Look how busy I am. Let me just complain to you about all of the things that I'm doing and how busy I am. <laughs> you know, and some people totally thrive on that, by the way. Then there's the people that are busy and they don't really like it and they're kind of exhausted and they're they're ready to be done, but they feel like they have no way out, you know, that there's no choice. I'm I'm stuck here. And I I have been one of those people. I still tend to become one of those people at times. And I was thinking about this last week, you know, about how you know, okay, fine. I lost my, my big client and, oh, that sucks, you know, and I'm a failure, you know, I'm not a successful business person, you know, and then you get the person who says, well, you know, your income's really low right now. And so we're going to put you in this category. And you're just like, oh, you know, you just feel like an idiot, you know? And so there's that. And then there's the busyness that's going on about trying to get new clients and other things like that. And you start to get down on yourself. Then you realize, dude, it's fall. The leaves are beautiful. The weather has been nice. We've been riding our bikes, crunching through the leaves. You know, we've been enjoying an espresso here and there. The basketball team had an open scrimmage and we got to go do that. And it was also homecoming weekend. And so we did that. And it turned out like the bank, one of the banks that we bank at had a big mm-hmm. come and join us if you're, you know, part of us. And they had free noodles lunch and they were giving out all kinds of free stuff all over the place. And I was just like, oh, and, and we had a, uh, our, one of our friends hosted a big bonfire on Friday night, you know, last Friday night. And so we got to go do that. And I'm just thinking like, dude, we kind of have a pretty good life, especially yeah. when I hear what other people are going through and how insane their life is. I need to put this into perspective here a little bit here because like I am enjoying life right now. What I need to choose now is contentment in that, not complacency, of course, but yeah. contentment in that dude, life is good. Do I have the clientele that I want? No, but I'll get there. Do I have, you know, certain, have I met certain goals? Basically, do I have the certain things I've been striving after? Not yet, but I'll get there. 
I need to be content with where I'm at. I need to know that I'm enjoying life. The fact that I get to do some of these things, the fact that we live in a good city, a good country for the most part, you know, like safety wise and other things like that. I mean, everybody's got their problems, right? But I got to be content about that kind of thing. And I got to choose that. And the other thing that I kind of want to, I guess this is an encouragement because it's something that we've had to do and that we constantly have to remind ourselves to Sarah and me, by the way, Mm -hmm. most of the time, There are things that happen to us that we don't choose. Most of the time, though, we choose how busy we are. That's so true. It applies to so many of the choices that we in this modern world make. We we have to remember that for the most largest percentage of human history, most of that history, life has been really, really hard. And and for the most part, kind of short. In most cases, also, there's been a lot of violence involved. Life was kind of mean and they had a different, different perspective on what, you know, what is good in life versus bad than we could ever even imagine. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for you, the average person to just have to stop, you know, when life is really breathing down your neck, it's hard to stop back up from yourself and look at it in that perspective. Like, wow, you know, life stinks right now, but man, I'm living the dream. I live in paradise. I mean, mm-hmm. relative to relative to most of human history and, and even relative to a lot of the people who are alive on this planet today in, in countries where everyone's really poor and, and, and they don't have half the things that we have at our fingertips, just amenities and, yeah, and true. resources. You've got to remember that your life, and, and again, it's, it's hard to say this because some people out there really are dealing with horrible situations like abuse or whatnot. Yeah. But for those of us who are not dealing with those really horrible situations, the stressors in our life are just kind of blah. You know, there's kind of, if you, if you stop and look at them, they're just kind of, this is nothing. This, I mean, this is this too shall pass type of thing. And it's, it's hard for people to stop them, stop themselves and look, look at themselves in that perspective. Spider pan sent me a boxer and you know, he was kind of like, well, you know, could you get a job or something? You know, do you have to be an entrepreneur? And then he went on to say, you know, he's like, well, this is why I, he's like, I like doing side stuff. He goes, but this is why I like having a job. I don't think I could survive as an entrepreneur because I don't like that up and down the unknowing. He was, I'd love to know that I have a job and I I work and I get a paycheck and yeah, it's a stability. It's a stability for him. Yeah. Yeah. And so after thinking about that, I responded and I was like, that's so, I'm so glad you said that because I hate that. (laughs) I mean, like I love the thrill of the up and down. I love the thrill of going and getting that because the problem in my opinion, this, this is my perspective is that with having a steady paycheck, well, you have a steady paycheck, but you can't make a lot of extra money to save up for when you need it. Because like when something breaks down because it will, when Murphy comes, you have built up your money to pay for it versus if you have a steady paycheck, well, will you have that money? I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I I guess it depends on how much you make and all that. But sure. That was very interesting to me that it's like, I love the thrill of entrepreneurship. And, And here's the thing, everything has its negatives. So yes, when you lose your clients and you're, or, or you're spinning your wheels and not able to, you know, get that traction and make things work, that's a negative to being an entrepreneur and it sucks. But there's a lot of negatives to having a job too and working for someone. So there's negatives to all of it. Your personality, I think, dictates what you thrive off of. And I thrive off of being an entrepreneur. And so being able to have that conversation and actually that reminded me why I love what I do. And so even though I'm in a quote downtime, it's like, dude, 
look at what I get to do and look at what I love. I, I get to do what I love and I love doing it. And I've had a lot of success in my life. That's the perspective that I need to, you know, stay focused yeah. on regardless of the downtime right now. Just the reminder that again, you choose it, right? So you choose that which you are doing. And so if you choose to commit to everything and then you burn out and you're exhausted, just remember you chose that. And yeah. so have joy in that regardless of how burnt out and exhausted you are because you chose it or <laughs> feel free to say no next time because, and I love this. A friend of mine told me this many, many years ago and I've never forgotten it. There are so many good things in life that you can do, that you can be a part of, that you can be involved with, that you can donate to. So many good things. Right. But you only have time for a few right things. That changed my life. Yeah, that attitude you have about you know, the downtime right now is the best attitude you could possibly have in your situation. It's not easy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, things are down right now, but they're going to go back up again. Yep. I mean, that's just, it it's will. almost certain. So you just have to remind yourself of that. If things are bumming you out right now for any reason, again, except things like abuse and stuff where you're really being oppressed by somebody. For other things, you have just, just have that attitude. This too shall pass. I mean, that's the, yeah. the shortest way I can say it. Yep. I appreciate that, man. You know what I think it's time for? <laughs> Let's learn about bats, man. Tell, talk Dude. to me about bats. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying to think what origin could I do that's October-ish. When I think of October, I think of Halloween. Yep. I think of jack-o'-lanterns and I think of bats. Yeah. And we've done Halloween. We've done jack-o'-lanterns. Well, we haven't done we, bats yet. We so. did Oktoberfest. Yeah, we haven't done. You're right. We've not done bats. And so I'm like, well, you can't do an origin about bats. I just thought, well, let's find some fun facts about bats online and then I'll share them with everybody. So it works. I got most of this from nature.org and doi.gov. That's Department of Interior.gov. Okay. So number one, bats can fly at speeds of 60 mile an hour or more. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're really fast. That's awesome. In fact, a 2016 paper published by the University of Tennessee researchers found that the Mexican free-tailed bat could reach speeds up to 100 mile an hour, making Whoa. it by far the fastest mammal on earth. That's incredible. Yeah. We all know the cheetah is the fastest land mammal, but the uh -huh. fastest mammal is that bat. Wow. By the way, bats are the only mammal that is capable of true flight. Flying squirrels, if in case some of you are going, like, hey, wait, flying squirrels, they can only glide short distances. So sure. they're not, they can't fly. So um, number two, Bats can find their food in total darkness. Yeah. Most of us know this from, from school, uh, uh -huh. that not all bats are nocturnal, believe it or not, but those that are can locate insects to eat by emitting inaudible, mostly inaudible, high-pitched sounds. Although, you, like you said, when, when you have bats flying overhead, you can kind of, you hear them making some kind of weird noise. And mm -hmm. I've always been told that's their echolocation. 10 to 20 beeps per second and listening to echoes. This is called echolocation. Mm -hmm. This might be the most amazing thing about bats if you really think, think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wait, aren't, really they, think of, aren't they mostly blind? That's another thing I looked up. They have bad eyesight, but they're not blind. Okay. Just, uh, so that's just, just not most, how they hunt. Okay. They're probably like bad eyesight as far as like even people have kind of compared to a lot of animals. People have sure. bad eyesight. Okay. Yeah, because um, there's been but, some rumors about that, that bats are fully blind. And I was like, I don't think they're fully blind, but. There might be species of bats that live in the deep caves that are fully blind. True. Um, Bats can eat up to 1,200 mosquitoes an hour. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Often bats consume their body weight in insects every night, helping keep bug populations in check. So we love bats now because of that. Yeah. Bats yeah. are super important. They also help pollinate vital crops like uh, bananas, avocados. Um, Interesting. And a few, few other major ones. Yeah. Okay. If, if bats didn't exist, those, those crops, we wouldn't be eating them. Hmm. 
more than half of bat species in the United States are in severe decline or listed as endangered. Mm. In addition to the loss of habitat, most of the dire threats come from a fungal disease called white nose syndrome. Okay. It's a disease that's decimated bats in the U.S. and Canada. However, in a, in a 20, 2015 study, bats were treated with a common bacterium that seems to stop the growth of the white nose fungus and were then successfully released back in the wild. So they might okay. have a, something of a solution for that. Who knows? Okay. But yeah, I saw a photo of a bat with white nose syndrome and it's just mm-hmm. this white fungus is covering their face. Yeah. Some bats hibernate in caves throughout the cold winter months, but some bats can also survive freezing temperatures even after being encased in ice. Oh, weird. Like frogs. Yeah. There are frogs that you can encase them in ice and they'll be, I mean, any other animal will be dead, dead. Oh, and then cool. as, when you thaw them out, they wake up and walk off. I just think that's so crazy. That is, that's, you know? that's really crazy. Number six, baby bats are called pups. No way. You know, pup sweet, my cousin, uh-huh. she's a baby bat. That's it. She, or a baby dog, but yes. I'm going to go with the baby bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most bats, believe it or not, only have one pup per year. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And bat mothers can find their babies among thousands or millions of other bats by their unique voices and scents. That's also that's something cool. that's fascinating. I thought all bats kind of looked alike. I had no idea that. They, I mean, it's just crazy how they can, oh, yeah. how, you know, to us, all bats look alike, but yeah. to them, they're unique. And all humans um, look alike to them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> having, having, it's all about perspective. Having only one pup a year also makes bats extremely vulnerable to extinction. Good point. So yeah. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. Now, number seven, bat droppings called guano, as mm. we, most of us know, are yep. one of the richest fertilizers. Guano was once, once a big business. Guano was Texas's largest mineral export before oil. Can you imagine that? Of course. Texan, Texas used to export guano. That's awesome. And maybe they still do. I don't know. As fertilizer. Austin, Texas has, is a seasonal home to North America's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, the ones that are really fast. Uh, which live beneath beneath the Congress Avenue Bridge in Austin, Austin Texas. So huh. approximately 1.5 million bats reside there. What? Under a bridge. Oh, that's awesome. The world's largest bat is the flying fox, which lives on islands in the South Pacific. The flying fox has a wingspan of up to six feet. Whoa. In contrast, the world's smallest bat, and this is what got me. Yeah, so six foot wingspan on the flying fox versus the smallest bat, which is called the bumblebee bat in Thailand. It's smaller than a thumbnail what? and weighs less than a penny. Oh my gosh. Like, can you believe it? I'm looking at my thumb. Yeah, it's like, that's, so that's tiny. the size of a bat. <laughs> and then a six wow. footer. That's like a gargoyle. That's a full grown. Oh, that's full awesome. Full grown bat. Wow. Yeah. So imagine what their babies look like. Yeah. There's something called a pallid bat that eats scorpions. Oh, they nice. live in Arizona. Okay. Pallid bats appear to be immune to scorpion stings, even from the most venomous scorpion in North America, the Arizona bark scorpion. Yep. Up, up to 70% of a pallid bat's diet can be scorpions at certain times of the year. Oh, that's good. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Number 10, the Bracken Bat Cave in Texas is home to the world's largest bat colony. Mm-hmm. Millions of those Mexican free-tailed bats roost in the Bracken Cave each year between March and October. Okay. Interesting. So largest colony in the world. Oh, by the way, the, uh, a group of bats is called a colony. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, I was thinking yeah. like a gaggle, but good to know it's a colony. Right. <laughs> the The longest living bat is 41 years old. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's said that the smaller the animal, the shorter the lifespan, but bats break that rule of longevity, kind of like parrots. Mm. Although most bats live less than 20 years in the wild, scientists have documented six species that live more than 30 years. In 2006, a tiny bat from Siberia set the world record at 41. Wow. So, you know, but then dogs, for example usually smaller dogs tend to live longer than large dogs. So yeah, kind of depends, I guess. Yeah. So it's really not a very good rule of thumb. 
Now, what about rabies? You were asking me earlier. What about rabies? Yeah, I was wondering well, about that because my my quick thought was is that you want to be careful around bats because they carry so many diseases and rabies, and then of course so many diseases from guano because one transmission originally of Ebola was through a certain bat guano. This was you know back in the nineties. If you read the book The Hot Zone, which yes. came out back then, uh, out. The, there there are hemorrhagic fevers that we they think might have come from bat, bat guano. They're yep. not sure. Okay, according to USGS, uh, United States uh, Geological Survey, less than one percent of the bat population contracts rabies. What? So, yeah, Urban so we, we all grew up, you know, and one percent, you know, I, I guess you know if you have one in a hundred bats that could give you rabies, that's sort of significant, I guess, but yeah. not really. It's a much lower rate of incidence than other mammals, by the way. Interesting. So okay, then, yeah, that's yeah. Normal. You're you're more likely to get rabies from like a raccoon or a dog than a bat. So then, and really, that, we can we can get pat, bats as pets. Then hang out with them. You, I guess in theory, I've never I've actually <laughs> have not looked into that whether you can that would actually be so cool if you can actually domesticate a bat. I'd like to think you that could would be awesome. You're not supposed to handle or disturb oh. bats, especially especially those that are active and appear sick during during daylight. Oh, okay, hours. well that makes sense. That's that's similar to you know an animal though, a wild animal of any kind. So that makes sense. Yeah. So the truth is, if you still if you find a bat in your house, the safe thing is to call the experts and have them come and remove it. Okay, but if it doesn't look yeah. sick, then feel free to domesticate it. There you go. Yeah. Bad so, advice, by the way. We didn't say that here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Is there really a disease risk from handling guano? The primary risk associated with contact with bat guano is actually histoplasmosis. It's a fungus that can be breathed in. The spores, they can get in the bat poop. And then if you, like people who like clean out their attics and they've had bats in the attic, they mm. need to, you need to wear a, a, a mask when you're doing that. Otherwise you could give a very strong chance of uh, contracting histoplasmosis. Okay. But the symptoms are kind of like a mild flu, respiratory flu. Generally, and the body will usually fight off the infection, so okay. leaving the victim none the wiser. In other words, there's definitely a chance that anyone listening could have possibly had histoplasmosis one time they thought they had the flu. Hmm. But still better if, if you're going to be cleaning out attics and stuff like that, and you know that there's bats, definitely wear a mask and gloves and everything like that just to be safe. Yeah, or if you've had mice in there or anything like that, because yeah, mi- mice thing. also have bad diseases in their feces that can get wafted up and breathed in. Yeah. Uh, like hunter for example. Sure. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's wow. That's everything I learned about bats. That's a uh, lot, man. That's awesome. And, and a lot of it was stuff I didn't know. So no, I mean, I, I knew some of it, but you're right. There was a lot there that I was like, Oh, I didn't know about that. That's so cool. Well, I appreciate that. And it is fun because yes, people do associate bats with October and stuff. And if you live in Arizona at dusk, when you look up in the sky, you're going to see bats flying overhead. They're very oh, yeah. fast. They look, oh, they yeah. look like fast birds. And yeah. in fact, uh, even in Colorado, I see them. Um, here, yep. You see them, if you look up in the dusk, just look up and watch for something that looks like a bird flying by. And if it's mm-hmm. very fast, there's a chance it's a bat. Yep. I mean, they're much more common than people realize. So. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of bats in, you know, in Arizona and in Colorado and definitely have heard them too. So they're fun. I mean, I love yeah. listening to them and I think they're awesome. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, thanks for, thank you for bringing that because yes, it wasn't exactly technically an origin, but it was no. very cool for, you know, the month of October <laughs> and I loved it. And that was, that was a good one. Two quick songs here for you, new songs. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap the show. But this first one, man, I'm so excited about this one. FDVM, by the way, with Dennis and the song's called Run Little House. I picked this song up and was just like, what is this? But it's really fun and it's very catchy. Good song. And then I'm a huge fan of Echoes. Found them years ago. One of my favorite songs from Echoes was 1216. 
Mm-hmm. It's an incredible song, but they have a new album out that I just found finally. And there's, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's as good as their past album, but it's still interesting. It's still good. And I picked two of them and, and the two are Shiver and Let Me Leave. But again, everybody's going to like different music and all that. So if you're a fan of Echoes, go check it out. But I'll put at least those three songs, the two from Echoes and the one from FDM. FDM is what I want to say. FDVM and Dennis run the whole house. I'll put those three in the Spotify mix. So check it out. But there's the new music. And uh, man, this has been fun, though. This this I got to tell you, the discussion we had in the beginning of the episode was not at all planned. No. And I appreciate those moments because sometimes the less that we plan for the episode, the better the discussions are sometimes. And so I appreciate that. But thank you, Captain, for doing that. And thank you for participating. It was good. But I hope you all enjoyed the episode. And uh, one last piece of encouragement for you to end your week right. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I dress up as a bat this Halloween, can I eat my weight in candy bars? Only if I want my guano to plug up 10 toilets. I got to tell you, there's just no better encouragement than deep thoughts. So thank you for providing us with that every single week. It's a, it's a joy, You're man. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, Brian. I like to think deep. Yeah, that's right. And you know what the music means? It's time to get even deeper. Deeper into the weekend or something? I don't know. It depends on when you're listening to it. Thank you so <laughs> much, seriously, for joining us. RealBrianShow.com. Join the YouTube channel. Have a glorious week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.